Hi friends, in this week's devotional, we continue our theme of the month, which is all about banishing burnout God's way. And in our newly revamped Desk to Desk segment, I share a bit about God's high view of women, a helpful time management tip, and a possible alternative to Amazon if you would like to start getting away from big tech, or you know what, even if you're not. So stay tuned. You're listening to Working Upward, the thought-provoking, gaze-shifting, and action-inspiring podcast for Christian women who work from home. If you desire to keep looking upward to Christ in your work and beyond, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kristen Eifeldano from WorkingUpward.com. Well, I am so excited about this episode, especially later in the devotional segment where I share the word of the week. I was researching the topic, and I won't give you a spoiler. I'll let you wait just a few more minutes, um, but I learned something new. The light just went on and it clicked, even though I have read about this topic before and I have heard sermons about it. So that is a lot of fun. Um, but first, in this desk to desk segment, As promised, I have a couple of tips and a thought, and we will start with the thought. When I checked my email this morning, I saw a couple of emails about International Women's Day, which is something I had never really celebrated or given much thought to, to be honest. And the thought occurred to me, I I know that Jesus thought very highly of women. Let me just go to my favorite website, gotquestions.org, and see what that has to say about Jesus' view of women. Um, You've probably, if you've been listening to me for very long, you've probably, at all, you've probably heard me talk about gotquestions.org. It's one of my favorite websites to find out anything about what the Bible has to say about anything. Um, Of course, the Bible is the ultimate source, but that just does a great job of of summarizing things and... uh, and questions that we all have. Um, But I found this article, and the question is, what can we learn from what the Bible says about Jesus and women? It was so good. I will link it in the show notes. Um, The first, from the very first sentence, listen to this. In a day when women were considered second class, Jesus shattered prejudices and elevated the status of women to unprecedented heights. And then um, it, it shares a few verses um, that um, that value equalization continued with his apostles because Peter, who was just he was just teaching what he had been taught by his master, um, he warned husbands that unless they treated their wives with respect, recognizing that they were co-heirs with them and all that God promised, their prayers would be hindered. And that's in 1 Peter 3, 7. And then also Paul wrote in, um, in Galatians 3, 28, that there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And the article goes on to mention a few specific examples. You have Mary, the mother of Jesus, um, who was blessed and she was called highly favored, and she was able to um, be the mother of Christ. And she heard the, you know, she got the announcement first when the angel appeared to her. 
And then there was Anna, um, who was a very devout, godly woman um, who prayed in the temple. Um, and the Holy Spirit revealed Jesus' identity to her when Jesus was brought in and he was only eight days old. And then um, you also have the Samaritan woman who Jesus went to and talked to personally. This was a time, a day and age when women were considered property. You were not supposed to talk to them publicly. Um, they were actually not, they couldn't own property, but they were also considered property. And of course, we have other examples of women in the Bible um, that had a very important role in Jesus' ministry. Um, women followed Jesus around um, along with the disciples, and they supported him financially. And women were also the world's first witnesses of the resurrection. Um, that is pretty special stuff. I want to read the last paragraph of this article. Um, it's so good, and I think it's a way to uh, conclude our thoughts on International Women's Day, even though by the time you hear this, it is likely Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to post this until tomorrow. And I believe um, I, that Tuesdays, by the way, will be um, the usual publishing day. Um, I am revamping my schedule a little bit, but it will still be at the beginning of the week. Okay, back to this. That was a major tra rabbit trail. Okay, back to um, the conclusion of this article. In all his interactions with women, Jesus treated them with dignity, compassion, and respect. In so doing, he countered the prevailing notions of the day concerning women and their place in society. When Jesus calls a man or a woman to follow him, he transforms them into new creatures Old prejudices and stereotypes no longer define us. Christians are united by one spirit, and we are to view each other as brothers and sisters in the family of God. God never pretends that men and women are the same, but Jesus' life indicated that he valued both equally. Both sexes make unique contributions to the family and to the church, and both should work together for the advancement of all. All right, so... Back to, uh, I have a couple tips to share, and then we will get on with the word of the week and the devotional. So tip number one is a time management tip. You have likely heard of time blocking, and that is, some people call this time chunking, but that is when you assign certain tasks to specific time slots in your day. Um, like 6 to 7.30 is your morning routine. 7.30 to 9 is when you read or you write your blog post. Um, 9 to 10 is a special project. Maybe there's a high priority project that's been taking you a little while to do and that's when you want to focus on that. Um, 1 to 3 is client A. 3 to 5 is client B. That is time blocking. But something you may want to try is day blocking. And there may be another word for that too, <laughs> but that is kind of what I'm doing today. So Monday is my work on the business day. If a client asks me to do something, a small task here or there, of course I'll do that. Um, but it's my priority today is working on the business. So this is the day that I will update my website or I will do this podcast, uh, you know, plan the podcast, research and study for it and record it. Um, and it's also my household work day. So I have lots of laundry to do today because we had guests this weekend. Um, and then I meal plan and we do grocery shopping on Mondays as well. And then 
Um, and it could be a totally different day for you, but I do recommend having one day that you work on the business and you may not need a whole day. You may just need a half, you know, an afternoon, depending on um, the nature of your own business. And then um, you can say Tuesdays and Thursdays are client A and uh, Wednesdays and Fridays are client B, that kind of thing. So I just want to share that tip with you, um, time blocking and also day blocking. And uh, if you're not doing that yet, it is so much better than just trying to get it all done every day and not really having um, a plan because things that you don't get done one day will spill into the next. And in my experience, at least it can lead to a lot of frustration. And the second tip I have for you is uh, the Amazon alternative. Um, So christianbook.com, if you like to read a lot of um, Christian books. And, you know, these aren't even, these might be work-related books, any kind of um, topic that might be written by a Christian that has a Christian perspective. Christianbook.com is a wonderful resource. I have been turning to it. I've been looking through that um, more so this year, especially with big tech and um, their censorship and really getting um, very politically involved And I'm not completely, I have not done away with Amazon yet, and you may not want to. I am not encouraging you to do that. I'm not trying to push you one way or the other, Um, but I've noticed I'm not. I'm a Prime member, um, but and I keep it for gifts. I like to buy gifts for my grandchildren, (laughs) birthday gifts, and I have a lot of grandchildren. Um, And it's just nice. There's so much, you know, selection for Christmas and birthdays and that kind of thing. And that is right now, that's what's keeping me, to be honest, um, because I am finding out that there are some really good books on christianbook.com for very good prices. So um, if you are willing to, or you're open to looking for alternatives to at least one big tech giant, um, then you may want to check out christianbook.com. They are, they have, they don't have just books, they have um Bibles and um, academic things like commentaries and um, biblical studies and um, probably even, yep, they have homeschool. I'm looking at their website right now. Um, They have a lot of homeschool resources. Um, Of course, they have toys and they have uh, church supplies and they have gifts and, you know, like home decor, just a lot of different things. Um, they are having a big sale right now. They say it's the biggest sale of the season, and that is through March 16th. Um, but I will put a link in my show notes. I am an affiliate now. I was so impressed with them. I thought, surely there's a way I can be an affiliate and help support my business and share the good news. So um, I will put that link in the show notes. All right. So um, we are now to, we're going to transition to our mailbag segment. I know not everyone is able to go to church on the weekends for varying reasons. And I also know that not everyone chooses to go for different reasons. But since assembling together with fellow believers to worship the Lord on a regular basis is something God desires for us. If you did gather this week, I want to hear what you learned. So our question of the week is... What did you learn from the preaching of God's word this Sunday? Email me at mail at workingupward.com or comment or message me on Instagram or Facebook. Again, what did you learn from the preaching of God's word this Sunday? I know I learned all about the humility 
of Christ and what he gave up to come to earth and be our savior. Email me again at mail at workingupward.com. I would love to hear from you. Now it is time for our word of the week and its corresponding biblical mindset devotional. Rest. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus calls to us, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Burnout is a common experience among Christians, yet the topic of rest is a common theme throughout Scripture. Rest at its simplest definition is simply to stop or pause work for a while. Now, we know work is good. In fact, I did a whole episode on why work is good last year. But work, nonstop, that's definitely not good. That is not God's plan for us, nor has it ever been. Right from the beginning, God included rest in his plan for the world, and he even set his own example. Genesis 2, 2-3 tells us that on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. God rested. He wasn't tired. He never gets tired, but he rested. Why? Why would he rest? Well, of course he knew we would need it. He knew that mankind, especially after the fall, would be exhausted after a hard day's work, let alone a week's work. But he also, being omniscient and knowing everything, knew the temptation we all face in wanting to overwork and forget to worship our God. So he gave us a whole day of rest and worship and even wrote it in stone in the fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who was within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy." This commandment is really a gift to us that helps us stay physically and spiritually healthy. But like a diamond, the longer we hold God's plan of rest to the light, the more facets we see and the more beautiful it becomes. Another way God uses his plan of weekly Sabbath rest is to remind us of the eternal spiritual rest we have in Christ. By the way, I will link in the show notes to an article explaining why the early church and most Christian denominations today make Sunday the Sabbath rather than Saturday. So if you're anything like me, always curious about all the angles of any topic, let me encourage you not to get too distracted with that line of thought just yet. So by observing observing the Sabbath every week, whether that's Saturday or Sunday, God's people have always had a weekly reminder of the eternal rest we have in Christ. Yes, that's talking about heaven, but it's also a reminder of Jesus' final work on the cross on our behalf. In Hebrews 10, we read, And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, 
he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. His work is finished, and those who trust in his work on the cross are granted access to his eternal rest, which starts now. Now, about burnout, our theme of the month, there are many different circumstances that can lead to burnout, and I don't know what yours is if you're struggling in this area, but if you do find yourself exhausted physically and spiritually, striving to get things done because deep down you're trying to earn God's acceptance or the acceptance of others, then this truth is for you. Jesus paid all of your sin debt on the cross, and if you have trusted in him for salvation, you no longer have to worry about earning anything spiritually for your work and your good works here on earth. You can rest completely in the work of Jesus Christ. God accepts you because your sin is paid for. He has forgiven you, and his promise of eternal rest remains for you. This is why the gospel, God's plan for salvation, is so life-changing. Because once we are saved, we are always accepted by God. And that makes everything okay. We may not be accepted by others, especially after we are accepted by God in salvation, because scripturally teaches that we shouldn't be surprised when we aren't accepted. So your priority now is to serve God because you love him, not because you're trying to earn anything from him or others. You can literally rest in this truth. And every time Sunday rolls around, you have a reminder of this truth. Christ reconciled you to God once for all through his own work on the cross, and now you don't have to. Focus on serving him out of love, not because he requires it before accepting you as his child. This week, let's also remember that just how we don't have to work to earn God's acceptance, we simply trust in Jesus' work on the cross, we also don't have to work or have to take all the burdens of the world on our own shoulders alone as we work here on earth. We need to work hard, but we need to trust the Lord to guide our paths and to strengthen us for our work and to provide and to help us through difficult times. We just take way too much on our own shoulders. And I believe that can be um, one of the biggest causes of burnout. The same God who saves us eternally also helps us daily. Remember Jesus' call to us in the book of Matthew. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we love you. Um, We praise you. We know that you are um, high and lifted up. We know that Jesus is is sitting on your right hand, and um, his work on the cross is completely finished for us. And uh, we just thank you for that. And um, Lord, we we put too much on our own shoulders. We forget that you are there and you are available for help. Um, We forget um, about um, our our ready, our acceptance and our approval in you, thanks to the work of Christ on the cross. And we just ask you for forgiveness for that. 
Um, help us to remember this week and beyond. Help us to remember that we are already accepted um, in you, that our sins are forgiven if we have indeed um, trusted you and our trusted Jesus' work on the cross for our sins. And uh, help us to turn to you for help. And um, remember that you didn't just save us and forget us about us. Um, you are there for us every day and every hour. And this Sunday, um, let us be reminded once again of the rest that you have provided us, provided for us, the physical rest, but also the spiritual rest that we have in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Working Upward. You can check out the show notes and all links mentioned in this episode at workingupward.com or even better, become a podcast insider. It's absolutely free and you'll get episode-related resources delivered straight to your inbox. Workingupward.com will take you directly to that sign-up link. Until next time, keep looking up.